financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayam. Welcome back to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayam, where we're talking saving money. We are talking saving money. So what we're really talking about is putting yourself in a good position to protect yourself from whatever economic downturn may or may not be coming. Mm -hmm. Always a good idea to do these things, but right now you have some opportunities if you pay attention. And one of them, oddly enough, despite the hot job market we have, is that you can, I hate to say this because it's it's almost going to increase these price increases, but for you personally, Mm -hmm. This might be a time for you to ask for a raise. Now, you can say, well, they can replace me, no problem. Maybe somebody else would do this less expensively. But look at the job market. Where are they going to find them? Mm. You know, most people are employed at this point. And a lot of people are employed who aren't even really qualified for those jobs just because they had to fill the position. So, you know, it's not unreasonable, I think, to say, well, all the costs have increased. I have to drive an hour to work. Um, I have to pay my child care more than I did. Could I get a raise? Even a small raise might make a difference. And so think about not just asking your employer for a raise, but other ways you can earn more money. Because when you're trying to make this gap larger between what comes into the household and what goes out of the household, there's only a couple of ways to do it. Yeah, I think you a can, lot of people are just fearful about going to their boss, especially if yeah. we were talking about it like it feels like a recession because then the bosses are always making you feel like they're barely making ends meet and you're lucky to have a job. Well, they're feeling the recession too. That's why I said, you know, you might ask, but do it carefully. You know, don't make it an ultimatum. Hey, if you don't give me a raise, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But you know, most bosses, when you say, gee, I've been here you know, 10 years, I've never asked you for a raise, but I'm really in a tight spot. Can you do anything? You know, they may be able to say, yeah, you know, I can adjust some things and give you a raise. And, you know, hopefully that works out for you. But if it doesn't, look other places. Start to think about, are there items I can sell and bring in cash? Clean your basement, whatever. Right? Can I do this stuff? Can I pick up a side job in some way that brings me, you know, more income? So you're just looking to widen the gap. If you can save a little on one side and make a little more on the other side, that gap starts to get much wider. The reason I'm saying this is I want you to grab that money and tuck it somewhere so that you can ride out a storm if we are to have one. And who knows, right? We don't know. I mean, this morning here we are talking about recession and, you know, probably the market news will come out in half an hour and say, oh, the market rallied. Mm. And, you know, people will say, what was she talking about recession? Well, I know we're talking about it feels kind of that way. Would would you say with how it feels right now, maybe you should put off doing a vacation or buying anything new that's not a necessity or you think that's case by case? I'm giggling because you're getting to know me. (laughs) Those are absolutely two things on my list. But anyone who knows me will know that I wouldn't say don't take a vacation. Mm -hmm. I think people really do need vacations. The question is, you know, I on the big prize here. What kind of a vacation do you need? Do you really need two weeks in Europe or with three days at a bed and breakfast up the street? Do, you mm-hmm. know, can you vacation at home? I mean, literally just tell everybody, hey, we're not talking to anybody. We're cutting the cord at home. We're shutting off all the phones. We're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do yard work or play games or do whatever works for us or go visit a family member on the cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Try to keep your vacation inexpensive. And the need versus want, you know, I always talk about this. We always say we need things when really we might just want them. Mm -hmm. And I think we've almost lost sight, Jess, of the anticipation of planning things. We are used to immediate gratification. Right, yeah. 
phone isn't working. I go to the store. I get another one right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, you need a phone. That's what everybody communicates on. But can you repair it? Can you use another phone that you had? Can you get a less expensive phone? Whatever. So think about need versus want when you're thinking about these things. We did a show recently about solar, and it occurs to me that, you know, you might want the benefits of solar and not be able to put them on your home or, you know, not be able to have a solar system where you live. But there are community solar systems in most communities where you can participate in that and still save money on your electric bill. So there were a couple of things I wanted to get in rather quickly. And one is please be careful about tapping your 401k because we're, you know, looking at tougher financial times. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you're pulling those dollars out of the earnings market and you're harming yourself for retirement. I know it seems like a no-brainer. Look, we need more money. There's a 401k. Let's take it. But please, please stop thinking about taking your retirement dollars to get you through what might be managed some other way. Reducing your debt, you know, through a program like ours or reining in your budget, you know, again, through some work that makes sense. And then I know people think about, you know, I'm worried about the economy. I might be wanting to move my money and put it somewhere safe. Yes, you can put it somewhere safe. No, you don't have to earn a half a percent on it. Mm -hmm. If you think about protecting your money and putting it somewhere too safe, now checking accounts, money market accounts, savings accounts, they're great as a holding tank. You put your money there for a while, but you may be looking to do something more with it in the future. And I worry about, Jess, is that if you're earning less than inflation is going up, you are doing something we call going broke safely. Mm -hmm. So, You know, we've talked about this before. You can absolutely put your money somewhere where it is secure, but you can also still participate in market gains. I know that's twisted and it sounds crazy, but believe me, these products exist. There are ways for you to do this and not worry about losing your money, but still earn competitive rates. So think about doing that to protect your retirement. Maybe you're going to retire in the middle of a recession one day. Who knows? And I know something you've suggested before, too, has been maybe changing your payroll taxes. That is more about shifting money than saving. But if you need more money in your pocket after talking to your accountant, see if it makes sense for you to maybe shift your withholding Mm -hmm. so that you get a little more money in your pocket or maybe delay your retirement contributions in an absolute emergency for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But don't don't be so short-sighted that you forget about your retirement or you use it haphazardly. So I understand we have questions today, though? We do. We have some questions. Um, Of course, my favorite topic, as you know, credit. (laughs) We had a whole show about this. I think we could do 10 shows about it. But we got a few questions in that I'd love to throw at you. Great. All right. This first one is from Lisa from Chesterfield. She says, can I ask a lender to use one credit service over another because her score is higher on one than the other one. So can you tell them which one to use or they're going to use what they're going to use? Well, that's a clever question from somebody who's really thinking <laughs> about how they're going to, I love that. They were thinking about how am I going to manipulate the system? Um, you can ask, but it, it won't quite work that way. They will use whatever they have to use. However, what you can do is ask them up front, what credit source do you use? And then shop for somebody who uses the credit source that you want. So, you know, if they're using Experian and, and one car lender says, no, we do a tri-merge or we pull it from TransUnion, and another car lender says, yeah, we, we only pull from Experian, go talk to them. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. All right. Uh, here is the next one. This is from Kim, who is from Northampton. She said, my credit card company raised my rate even though I've paid on time. Should I just cancel mm. that card? Ugh. 
credit card companies, the little mm. cuties. <laughs> ah, well, I know that what you want to do is cancel the card and say, you know, there too. Now you won't have my business anymore, as though they care. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is canceling the card will actually make a little ding in her credit. I would rather that what she does is call the credit card company and say, hey, what's the deal? I've been paying you on time, and you guys just had a rate increase, and you made my rate higher, uh, and the competitors are offering me lower rates. What are you going to do for me? And hands down, I bet they will say, well, we can put you in this card with a lower rate or we'll give you a, a lower interest rate, you know, for the next year. She'll get something out of it, I think, if she if she's polite. And she might have to ask for a supervisor because the front line probably will just tell her she doesn't qualify for anything. Mm-hmm. But if she, if she barks a little and gets a supervisor on the phone, uh, she can probably do something about that. And while she's on the phone, she should ask about, you know, if she's paying an annual fee, how not to do that. And then, of course, you know, they might give her a different interest rate for purchases versus cash advances. So be careful about those two things. Okay. So a phone call is definitely needed in that situation. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so Constance from Northampton says, my credit is crummy. I got a notice from a credit repair service that says it can raise my score by 100 points in three months. Is this legitimate? (sighs) Okay, well, yeah, maybe, but (laughs) not by doing anything she can't do herself for free. Okay. So this is a person I would say, call me, I'll tell you some tricks of the trade to you for free that you can do to uh, raise your credit score. Now, I don't think anybody can predict. When they start saying it'll raise your score by 100 points in three months, yeah, no, I'm sorry, but nobody's predicting that. We can't tell how much your credit score is going to go up or in what period of time, but there are definitely things you can do, and we've done, as you said, shows on this. First of all, getting those three credit reports and disputing anything that might be erroneous or even could possibly be taken off of there. And then starting to put good credit in the in the way, which I know this is the tricky part, Jess, because people say, I can't get a card because my credit is, what did she say, crummy? crummy. My, <laughs> my credit is crummy. I love it. Um, it has a, literal sound, a literary sound to it. My credit is crummy. But there are cards that you can get uh, that will be issued to pretty much anybody with a pulse. And there's small limits, but they will do the same thing. They'll increase your credit score. So if Kathy will call me, I will I will give her some advice for, and tell her how to get that done. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And then um, we actually have a question from a guy. We normally get them from women, so I love this. Nick says that he had a 2000 bill, 2010 bill, I'm sorry, that was charged off, and he's been receiving calls from debt collectors. Is there a statute oh. of limitations on debt collection? Why is he still receiving these calls? Oh, man. Man, this is a good one. Okay, we probably don't even have time for me to answer this one. <laughs> but let me try to give you the skinny on it. Once it's charged off, it doesn't matter if you pay it or you don't. It will never come off your credit report until it peels off in seven years. Okay. So paying anybody any money is not going to help his credit. That doesn't mean that he might not owe some money because when it's charged off, the initial creditor says, look, I can't collect from this guy. I'm going to give up. I'm going to take my tax right off and I'm going to maybe sell this to somebody else. So what happens is companies swoop in and they say, we'll pay the the original lender 10 cents on a dollar or whatever it is Mm -hmm. on the chance that we can bully this guy. And I say that lightly because there's Fair Credit Collection Act things that they're not supposed to be rude to him. But on the chance that we can convince this guy to pay us, And then we make whatever the difference was. Mm -hmm. The thing he wants to be extremely careful of 
is to ask them to verify the debt, those exact words. I don't recognize you as my lender. Please verify this debt. Here's the dangerous part. Let's suppose he believes one of these debt collectors, Mm -hmm. and he pays them money. And the original debt collector shows up one day and says, gee, we show that you still have this debt on the books. Where's our money? Who knows whether he's paid the right company or not? I know that sounds like a conspiracy thing, but it wouldn't exist if it hadn't happened to people, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, again, if he wants to call me, I'll talk him through it. But I think that uh, it's already charged off. Yes, he might make a payment arrangement, but he wants to make sure if he's going to do that, that he knows it won't help his credit and that it has to be the right company. And he might even want to let that get to court as a judgment if they ever get there. To answer his question about statute of limitations, although I'm not an attorney, I believe it's six years in Massachusetts. So if he made it for each creditor, though, if he made it six years and never paid these people and they still tried to collect, Mm -hmm. he could call that debt uncollectible. But there's Uh, no way for him to stop the phone calls other than just not answering them. Well, actually, there are, there's a, I think we have a form letter that we can send that says that, you know, he's not allowed to be called except for two reasons. One is to accept his payment offer and the other is to say they're taking him to court. There are always things you can do, Jeff. Always, always things you can do to protect yourself. Let's give everybody your phone number because definitely with these questions, I'm sure there's a lot more like them. Getting a little extra help is always good. Certainly. 413-773-3333. And I know they can visit you at HugYourMoney.com. As always, too, you can email me here at jtyler at whmp.com. We'll have another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ryan, coming up next Saturday right here on WHMP.